schools in session. This is Recruiting Daily's Sourcing School Podcast. Real talk about recruiting, sourcing, and <clears throat> cyber sleuthing. Hot takes on sourcing tools, recruiting tech, and anything we want to talk about with no filter. It's time to level up and put your sourcing pants on. Here's your dudes, Ryan Leary and Brian Fink. Oh man, it is a beautiful day. I don't know where you are listening at, but I can tell you right where I'm sitting, it is a beautiful day, especially for a conversation on hacking the conversation, how to build your recruiting agency through conversation. That's a lot of words using the same word, conversation. Yeah, through conversation. So um, on one of the earlier podcasts, um, I'd made mention that when you're building an agency and you're quote unquote getting rich in the niche or you're just really starting out, and I think this is also really good advice for anybody who is um, an account executive or somebody who's responsible for garnering those job orders, you need to make sure that you're having at least five to 10 face-to-face meetings with a very important decision maker, uh, a VDM, um, each week, right? Now, if you can get a CIO or a CTO or a director of software engineering to have a conversation with you, again, this is just about having a cup of coffee just to learn who they are, what they're about. If they're willing to have a cup of coffee with you, that means that they've got some pain that is either personal pain, and I'll describe what that is, or they've got some professional pain, and they're looking at you and they're thinking that you might be able to solve that personal pain or that professional pain. All right, so when when uh, let me talk about the personal pain first. Is uh, you you get all these wonderful statistics that say eighty percent of eighty percent of people are open to a conversation about a new opportunity. Um, if you listen to Lou Adler, uh, Lou Adler. Um, great voice in the recruiting space. Lou has, um, you know, a methodology by which he suggests that if you can communicate to someone an opportunity that is better than the opportunity that they're in today, that they will take that opportunity. That's personal pain. That means that somebody is currently in a job that they feel like maybe they're cut out for more. Maybe they've outgrown that position. Um, that personal pain being, you know, if you're talking to a director and maybe that director wants to be a senior director, having a conversation with them one-on-one about who they are. Hey, give me a two-minute snapshot. Like, what are you most proud of that you've accomplished in your career? And really understanding and learning from them about what motivates them, what they've accomplished, what they're doing today. And then ask the question, what do you want to do tomorrow? Because if you're talking to somebody who isn't a C-suite leader at this juncture, there's a good opportunity that they'll let you in the door and see that personal pain of things that they're not working on that they really wish that they would be that they would be working on. I like to consider this when you're working with a candidate that you're stretching their professional capabilities. You're helping them go from being um not a B player to an A player. You're helping an A player take his game and go from good to great. I hope that that makes, Ryan, does that make it, sense? It makes perfect sense, yeah. Now, yeah. that's the personal pain. The professional pain is when you're sitting down with a decision maker and you say, so what's, you know, what do you do as a CIO? Like, what are your, what are your major headaches? What keeps you awake at night? Um, those major headaches, what keeps them awake? keep them awake at night are those business concerns and considerations. And here's the thing. We haven't automated people yet. 
So there's no way that they're going to quote unquote automate away a solution. There's going to be the opportunity for you to have a conversation about what they're currently doing in their organization, how they're building that organization. Great question to ask is how are you building the people that report to you so that you better understand the opportunities for individuals to move up in that organization and really get an appreciation for that person as a leader um, you might ask questions that, um, may sound kind of mundane. Like what is it that you, you know, you may ask, what is it that you've read most recently that inspired you to kind of take that approach or where does that, where does that school of thought come from mm-hmm. or who was your, who was your mentor and ask those types of questions. Also, there's a killer question for both personal and professional. Lay it on us. Wow. That sounds difficult. Can you explain to me how you overcame that? I'm going to repeat that again. Wow, that sounds difficult. Can you explain to me how you overcame this? If somebody is laid out to you and they said that something is a challenge, that means that it's something that is not routine for them, something that is bigger than what they are, something that took them three to six months to accomplish. It wasn't just a snap of the fingers and it was done. You want to dial down with that person and find out, on a personal level, what it took them to accomplish that professional goal or on a professional level, what it took for the organization to accomplish that goal. And on a professional level, is the organization still going through that kind of change? And if they're going through that type of change, you're going to realize that there's some pain there, that the organization is lacking uh, know-how. Maybe they're making a move to the cloud and they don't have enough cloud engineers Mm -hmm or they're trying to adopt Kubernetes, or they're doing something systematically in the browser, um, you're going to learn about that. And you know what you're going to be able to say then? Wow, that sounds hard. Why would you Why would you do that? Like, how does that affect your business, right? Wow, that sounds hard. How would that affect your business? You're really trying to better understand what it is that's motivating them as a person to reach those personal and those professional goals. If you can do that, you can turn that person into an advocate where they're going to be an advocate for you, whether they're because you understand the pain that they feel on a personal level or on a professional level is that you can help them find their way personally into a new job or new opportunity. And that's a good, that's a good opportunity for you. And if they, if they are, you can maybe get them to sign an SLA before they leave the organization they're in today with you (laughs) or to get them to sign an SLA with you when they move to the next organization or concurrently on that professional side that you understand what the trials and tribulations are. Ask Mm -hmm. for the job order, ask for the opportunity to work together. Give me a shot. You know, it sounds to me like you're really looking for these Java developers that are going to help transform what you're doing in an uh, AWS environment. Um, Can we make this, can, can I have an opportunity to work on this with you and present to you three or four people? You don't want to su- supply them with 50 or a hundred, three or four people that I think that would be worth your time speaking to. And then say, you'll hear from me in the next 72 hours. That's personally, they're going to hear from you in the next 72 hours or professionally, they're going to hear from you in the next 72 hours. You're creating the first deliverable, whether you have a candidate or not, you're letting them know, Hey, I wasn't able to find the person that was ideal for your role, or Mm -hmm. I wasn't able to find a role that was ideal for you, or I was able to find a role that I think might be a fit for you personally, or I think I might've found some candidates that are fit for you professionally. And that's what I'm doing when I'm taking a CIO, CTO, senior director, director of engineering to lunch, coffee. Um, I prefer to do coffees. I think that I think that uh, coffees allow conversation to go from being 15 minutes to being 30 minutes. And at lunch, I get worried of running out of things to talk about and yeah. kind of getting trapped there. You're stuck there for an hour. You're stuck there for an <laughs> hour, right? Um, 
And, and also I had one mentor who, um, who told me don't take somebody to dinner unless you guys are celebrating a win. It makes sense. Yeah. yeah. So it's just, just some advice for you. So, so answer this, how, how does someone who's starting an agency, how do they get kicked off? How do they choose um, sticking with the CIOs? How do they choose which CIOs to go after and what's the cadence to reaching out to these people? Okay, so what I would do is I would reach out to a CIO about a business that you're interested in doing business with that you that you want to work with, right? Like, for instance, um, I'm going to play, uh, let's say the email deliverability is really a sexy topic to you and you okay. live in Atlanta. So you might want to reach out to a company like MailChimp, right? Right, Because they're all about the email deliverability space. Or you might want to reach out to them because they're in the small business space and you want to have a conversation about how they're perpetuating small business. That gives you a really good intro to your letter that you're going to, or your email that you're going to send to them and say, right. hey, I'm really interested in how you're affecting the small business space. Would you have 15 to 20 minutes to meet for a cup of coffee to talk about what you guys are doing in the space. Um, I would send, uh, I, I'm a big believer that you send five personalized emails to somebody um, once every three days. And um, I do not believe in sending a funny email as the fifth and final email saying, you know, you got chased by a tiger and you really don't yeah. want to talk to me. Um, I'm not I think a fan we, of those. It, it just, I think it's, I think they used to be clever, but now they're, they're not as clever as they used to be. Um, I don't think that there's anything wrong with sending a gift to somebody to, uh, in a GIF, G I F in an email to get their attention. Yeah. Um, especially like if you notice that they're a fan of, they're a fan of Harry Potter, right? Maybe they've got that, or maybe they're a fan of, um, of game of Thrones. Um, winter is coming. Your response is not, um, that's one I got to pull from. That's, that's one that, uh, my, uh, my good friend Batman sends to people. Um, but I think that you need to reach out to them uh, four or five times to show that you're really interested in having a conversation with them. That's some good insight, man. Yeah. That's a, that's a good, there, there, there are days that I miss the agency space and there are also days that I take conversations with senior directors and, and, uh, directors of engineering really to find out where they're going to go and what they're doing for their people to see if maybe they want, might want to join my organization in the future. It's over. You've been listening to the Recruiting Live podcast by Recruiting Daily. Check out the latest industry podcasts, webinars, articles, and news at recruitingdaily.com. 